Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And, uh, you know, I, I've been getting yelled at because people have been telling me I need more females on this podcast. So here we go. <laughs> so I have mine and your god queen, Delmi XO. How are you? Hello. How's it going? Uh, so glad to be sitting down with another queen. Yay! Uh- um i will also back you up though if people are giving you a hard time about not having a lot of females on your podcast it's because a lot of females don't really respond to all the podcast emails yeah it's just overwhelming sometimes so like we do get spammed a lot in our inboxes yeah so sometimes it's hard if a serious message pops in there Mm -hmm. we won't see it because it's you know (laughs) and i get it too i mean like People don't realize, like, all it takes to, like, get people onto a podcast, too. There are wrestlers that don't want to do podcasts or they don't know you or, like, it gets mixed into the shuffle. I've had that share also that I've got lost in the shuffle. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I meant to get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) So. Not even for just podcasts, but, like, I do that to my friends sometimes. I'm, like, an awful person. I'll see a message. I'll hear my response in my head. But I don't write it out. Right. So. Right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. And the sound is good. I'm so excited. Thank you, April. Love you very much for letting me know. I went. I had all these nervous things about about the podcast lately. I changed a couple of things up. So, but we are here. And guys, if you're new here to the Under the Rope series, here I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, referees, backstage. I got you covered. If you guys got questions for Delhi, put it in the chat. I'm sure she'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions. And make sure, share the stream. Let's get some people in here. Let's get this party started. But speaking of party. Yes. Let's start. We're going to start with the party. So <laughs> Delmi asked if we're going to start off with a shot. On this podcast, oh, this that is, is my shot glass. That is so cute. I don't have, I don't have a shot glass. So I'm going. Shout out to uh, Fight Life in Rhode Island at the East Greenwich, uh, Greenwich, the Road Made Brewery. So I put it in here. So I have some vodka. So I'm doing 
vodka also, but I'm a baby and mine's like with vanilla flavored vodka. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's, you know, it's booze. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, but yeah, if you guys could like also support Fight Life, much love to Frank over there. So, uh, great, great yeah. stuff Frank's on Hotspot. Pretty, uh, he did ask for me and Asha to go on there when he was starting up early on, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, Ashley is coming back from injury. So, maybe in the future. Yeah. The Roadie Originals will be back. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So, well, let me fix this and then we can do our shot. So cheers to the queen. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I picked vanilla. <laughs> Damn, we're getting questions already. All right, cool. So I'm going to hold off on this one because it came through my, my text. Because that's how sometimes if you guys feel very uncomfortable, like writing in the chat, and you know if you want to ask a question if you want it to be anonymous or something you can always get in my dm i check everything as i'm on the podcast because i do have fans that don't like to write in the chat so if you want to like get into my dms or text me that's cool too so we'll ask them on the pod so i will get to april's question in a minute because i want to start off how i like to start off my podcast so we're going to learn about a little bit about you even for the fans that never seen you before how did you get into professional wrestling so a uh, little fun fact about me and Ashley, we are actually seven years apart. Um, growing up, Ashley was always the one who had control of the remote. I started off very girly mm-hmm. as a young kid, but wrestling was always on. It was always wrestling, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon. That was what was on the TV. Um, her and my dad had watched wrestling growing up. And so when I was born seven years later and I kind of, ruined it and I was the baby she just kind of molded me into what she wanted as a sibling because she wanted a little brother and she didn't get that so (laughs) she really just like made me very boyish and brought me up to be everything that she wanted in a sibling and so watching wrestling and doing all that was a part of it um one of my early memories of wrestling is actually the commercial with Trish Stratus where she takes off her towel and then jumps onto Vince McMahon. And I'm horrified by that memory. I'm also horrified by the memory of Molly Holly shaving her head. Oh. Um, those were my experiences growing up as a kid. <laughs> I don't know if I felt her growing up. <laughs> those are my earliest memories. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. <Dad. laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Everybody's got like a different story to tell and stuff like that. Uh, who was I having a conversation with? And I was like, oh, Ryan Raddock, shout out to him. And he was saying everybody's got a different story. So it's it's fun to go back, learn a little bit about everybody. So, all right. So the next question I like to ask here, because obviously I've seen you in person numerous times. People have seen pics, videos, all that stuff like that on my Twitter. I post all that stuff when I go to shows. So for that fan that's listening to this podcast, never seen you wrestle before, what's the go-to match that you would recommend for them to watch to become an instant fan of yours? Ah, uh, this is hard. Uh- <laughs> well, I know you guys are very critical of yourself, so that's why I like to ask what you guys are at. And I'm breaking out the White Claw just so Ooh. knows. <laughs> uh, oh, for anyone who just hopped on i'm drinking shipyard because i am basic and i'm obsessed with fall Uh, (laughs) i 
think one of the matches that I'm really proud of right now is probably my match with Anthony Green uh, for Pro Wrestling Grind at Antisocial. Mm-hmm. It was my second match at Grind um, and being one of the owners for Grind. It is a little bit more of like a weight on your shoulders when you're wrestling there just because you have to step up so much more than the talent. Like you're putting yourself on your own card and so you need a reason to belong there. Um, Unfortunately, I honestly feel like I'm the worst person in the locker room at Grind. I'm the worst wrestler. Actually, the way to get booked is you have to be a better wrestler than me and everyone succeeded so far. (laughs) Oh my. AG is just so incredibly smart. He's almost too smart. And trying to put together the match with him is a little bit intimidating because if you're just silent for a second, he will start adding to it. Mm -hmm. And you want to collaborate a little bit more. Um, So if you don't start speaking up, it feels like, oh, no, no, I have ideas too. (laughs) Like It's a little bit intimidating. I feel like I'm one of those people who always has like a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, But being next to him, I'm just like, man, (laughs) where do you store all this? (laughs) (laughs) I have like an extra like memory card or something because it's insane. Like his brain is just so, it's big. Has a big brain. <laughs> I'm sure. And it must be good too. Like, and I know I've had conversations with people that like, he's just came back, you know, we working a little bit in WWE, the performance center. I mean, we've, I talked about it with Alex Zane when he came on the podcast and I was like, yeah. I was like, we're not going to talk about WWE. The only thing I wanted to talk about with him was his training and like how that helped him progress into what he is now, which made him a better wrestler than, you know, not that he wasn't a great wrestler because everybody knows I love Alex Zane, you know, but that helped his training also. And I'm sure that also affects like you guys with them passing on all that information as well to you. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I would love to wrestle him a couple more times before he like is completely better than me. Um, I feel like I'm almost there, but if he just, like, I mean, he already went to Japan to wrestle for Noah, so he's already, like, beating me. (laughs) (laughs) Much love to Anthony Green, so. All right, so, uh, obviously, we had Rip Bison on not too long ago, and we talked about Grind. So, talk from your end of Grind, because he gave, you know, we broke down the card. You know, I have all the cards. We could talk about that later, the breakdown of the upcoming show and stuff like that. But tell us a little bit about your personal experiences of having grind and, you know, favorite moments. Why is it so special? Why should the fans be watching it? Um, so I think for me and Rip, this is very much so our baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like something that is very much something that I want to protect and keep sacred and just you know really build because early on in my career I felt like I got so much so fast Mm -hmm. and there's certain people that I see that they don't get their break or their flowers in wrestling um there's a lot of people who like I said I consider are like much better athletes than me um they work much harder than me in my opinion uh and yet they haven't gotten that point where people are like constantly pushing for them like they're not someone who people are pushing to get signed next they're not someone who people are like running in the line to buy their merch and so 
I really wanted Grind to be like the underdog promotion, the place that like everyone who isn't, uh, you know, over the top, over mm-hmm. in the indies to have a place where they can prove like, hey, I can go, I can cut a promo, I have the look, I have the athleticism, like I am the package, I am next up in line. Um, so that's why I wanted Grind to be. It really is like the underdog level uh you see everyone who shows up is just so hungry to prove something and i don't know what it is about like the grind ring um but whenever people show up they just show out and it's incredible to see it's really humbling and considering how much effort and work me and rip put in between flyering uh financial uh manual labor (laughs) because we do all of ring crew and all of the setting up uh it's great to see like the people who come in the talent really take it serious and really like put their match on their back and carry it through and i just i'm just so grateful for everyone in the roster uh everyone on the staff who like puts in their best step forward yeah yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I was able to come up finally to a show. I know like I'm not close. I make I make my rides around. I said this was gonna be the summer that I was gonna start visiting promotions that I'd never been to. So I'm so glad that I came up to the last one. So if anybody's interested, you can check out that indie talks episode on the channel. So you can go you vlog too yes yes i love doing that like it's more like fun uh you know i i wanted like a little bit of fun you know a little bit of serious you know a little little mix of the little like interviews that i get to do with everybody you know like that everybody could see um because i get those messages like oh how do you interact with so-and-so wrestler you know and not be nervous and there was a time where like i was um oh my god <laughs> you know like this i can't talk to this person so obviously I mean, I'm almost at 200 episodes with the Under the Rope series, so I'm used to it now, uh, talking to everybody. But I want people to also see that, like, you know, you guys are just like us. You know, like, we like to have a good time. Awkward. Uh, It's so (laughs) bad. It was easier when I would uh, be at the merch table with Ashley Mm -hmm. to feed off each other's energy. But now I hate going out for intermission because I just stand there and I'm, so painfully awkward. I feel so like, oh my god, I'm gonna say the wrong. <laughs> I'm not smiling good enough, or maybe I don't look like as presentable, or maybe my energy is not high. Um, so if you ever see me at a show, just talk to me yeah. because I'm also nervous and awkward. And if you're nervous and awkward, we can talk back and forth. <laughs> no. And I'm and I'm good. So if like you guys are nervous, like I will be the one I could throw you under the bus. So like if you need an icebreaker, I'm the perfect person because I talk about it all the time. Shout out to Jewel. Much love to her. She got very nervous with John Wayne Murdoch and she started to cry right before I pulled her to him. Uh, and he's like, don't cry. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. And I was like, so I was the perfect one to break the ice uh, for her. But I'm also the one that I will throw people under the bus to meet people. He's scary. So. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's it's not that bad. I break the ice easily for people. Listen, it's been done to me, uh, so I'm paying it forward. So <laughs> that's really brave of you. I feel like I'm the same way at my job and my shoot job. Uh-huh. I'm like the one to break ice with people. Um, but for some reason, they're wrestling. I think it's just so much more of a volume of people. <laughs> that I- 
<laughs> <You're so fine. laughs> too funny oh, let me give some love in this chat um i see a brandon in the chat he goes tell me so marry brandon i guess he wants he, i guess you're getting proposed to in my chat right now um <laughs> <laughs> is that the brandon stevens yes we made it <laughs> a lot of youtube matches um he usually only wants to marry ashley whenever it's like our tag matches right so his proposal because he wants to actually marry Ashley. Oh, that's cute. That's nice. cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Awesome's in the chat. He goes, Delvi is very awesome and great in the ring. Favorite matches are Sea Stars versus Santana and Ortiz. Main event and Delmi versus Masha. Keep it going, Delmi. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, he, he also said, one day I'd love to work for Grind. And he has a little wink face. <laughs> well, you have be really good you have to be a better wrestler than me that's the <laughs> he might come out with the chunkla i don't know like he might hit you with the chunkla <laughs> that's cabana man dan's gimmick <laughs> oh, <geez laughs> captain dave what's going on and rob what's going on in the chat thanks for joining us much love to you guys so awesome awesome all right, let's talk a little bit about Wrestle Open because Wrestle Open has been became one of my favorite uh, local, like well, not local, I should say local, but like one of my <laughs> weekly there we go weekly promotions that I follow and I try to come up to a lot. So shout out to Drew and Paul for putting on such a great platform for you know a whole bunch of wrestlers that to come up and show out. And when I finally came up. I ran into wrestlers that I haven't seen since before the pandemic from New York. So for me, uh, the fan, the fan that I am, I love so much wrestling and to see the collision of like H2O or people from BWF or chaotic wrestling or like just the mix. I love very much. So talk to us a little bit about your experience working wrestling open. So wrestling open has been really great, uh, in terms of working with grind for bringing in talent. Um, it's a lot easier to bring in talent and kind of take our, our roster is very antisocial. Um, <laughs> so in order to like drag them out of the house, uh, it's a lot more appealing to give them more than one booking for the weekend. You know, if they're traveling up, they want to try to make the most out of it. And wrestling open was like a nice way for us to be like, Hey, you can get a Thursday date and a Friday date. Um, and now, like, coming up to the Northeast, we're making this loop. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more appealing. Everyone's wanting to be a part of it, where it's Thursday wrestling open, Friday's grind, and then Saturday, most of the time, is limitless. And it just, it feels like the territories. Right. Back in the day, that's what made guys their money, was wrestling more than once during the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have a place that does that regularly when we're only running monthly... Uh, and we're flying guys in, guys and gals in, it is kind of special for that reason. And they were working with us before we stepped in and started working with them. Um, I personally did love and appreciate that they were giving people a platform to not only wrestle live, but to wrestle matches where they're wrestling different people who are trained. Um, Back in the day, it, I remember me, Perry, and Rip would get in a car and we would drive down to New Jersey or to like Pittsburgh or places like that. Wrestle for free, wrestle people who weren't trained yeah. <laughs> and 
we would never see the footage. Um, Perry was really good about always recording our matches on our phones um, just so we could be able to watch it back and like use clips from that footage. But for the most part, it just, it was never worth it. We were getting reps in, we were getting experience, but outside of that, it just was not worth it. Um, Wrestling Open already has like that backing and that rep- reputation from Beyond Wrestling. So to be a branch off from that, people are going to watch because they're going to want to see what it's about. Um, also, I think it's great that so many people get to work with each other in terms of, like you said, territory-wise. Like, right. the Northeast, all around, starting to meet each other. They're starting to network each other. It's so cute to see how the tag teams interact because yeah. they're all such babies to me. Like, <laughs> seeing around each other, I'm just like, that's awesome. That's something that they wouldn't have been able to do if there wasn't something where they were seeing each other every week, like their family. And it's so cute to see that. I remember when I was in a tag team with Ashley, like we didn't have that. And now these tag teams have like, they know who they are as a team. They know who they are when they're facing their opponents. Um, They've worked each other so many different times. It's just so cool to see how strong of a bond the tag team division in the Northeast completely has with each other because of wrestling open. Um, And I'm really thankful for that for the next generation of wrestlers who are going to be able to grow from that. Yeah. It's so great. I, I feel like I fell in love with tag team wrestling more, um, you know, because of wrestling open and there is so many great teams and a bunch of people have been on this podcast, Marital generation, brick, brick city boys, the Havens coming on tomorrow, you know, like there, there's so many tag teams. And I think like watching it as a child, I wasn't very big into tag team wrestling and like to where I am now. And like, even like waves and curls. And like you said, like, I love the interaction on yeah, <laughs> I'll see how they network with each other. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw recently, but like Black Label Pro brought in Kylon and Waller Mm -hmm. and brought two of their friends with them and they were able to get on the Battle Royal that was hosting. And I'm just like, that's so cool that there's people, the next generation is growing up and they're not thinking like, oh, I need to focus on like what's on my plate. They're reaching out for their friends. Yeah. And that was something that wasn't around when I started off. It was very cutthroat. It was very um, politicking behind each other's backs. It was very like, you know, get yourself over and get out. And now seeing how they're all like so positive to each other, it's just such a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to like protect them all and like keep everything bad away from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like everybody's like, especially like the H2O kids, like I'm very protective. Even like uh, me, Dustin and Kyla were talking the other day and I got like really upset. The commentary messed up Dustin's name. I'm like, gotta protect them. Gotta protect them. I was like, (laughs) how dare you? I was like, Twitter went off and like, I was like, the East Coast is pissed off. Like, (laughs) protect our children. So, especially me, like, I'm always like, I'm like, I gotta protect my children. Like, Jesus. So, but much love. Trayvon kills me with his chokeslam champion thing going on. Like, it's, it's great. It's great. Wrestling is booming. And anybody that says independent wrestling is dead, it's not. Wake up. (laughs) Right? Wake up. It's so it's so nuts. Oh hi Wes, how are you? He says, Hey everyone, Kyle and Wes say hi. How are you? Thanks for joining the chat. Um 
Yo, so actually, we'll start with this, and then we're going to roll into the other thing. So I, I had a fan tweet from Mike Skyros, and he wants me to remind you that he's not sad. But he's totally sad. So, you know, make Mike sad, hashtag. So, but <laughs> anyway, which is funny. So we're going to go into the story because, like, people, were, me, me and Dom were talking about, he's like, he goes, when you have Delmi on the podcast, he goes, you're going to bring up the story, right? I was like, of course I'm going to bring up the story. So finally got up to Limitless. Uh, it's been a bucket list for years for me. It's about six hours, six and a half hours from me from New York. Uh, I made a weekend of it. I came out to Chaotic, uh, stayed over, then I drove up, like, another hour and a half up to Limitless. Had so much fun. So I wanted to come finally admit meet uh rip because me and rip always had like conversation on twitter but i never met him in person uh yeah. so it was funny because like dom wanted to go break the ice because he was just so excited for me to meet him and then you're like i know you you're the girl that's mean to skyros <laughs> and it broke the shit out of me because i'm like damn i'm that girl i was like i'm that girl it's not like oh you know the podcaster you're or the fan but yes no <laughs> <laughs> it's you're the girl that's mean to skyros i no, because when we started Grind, there was so much fan love mm -hmm. for Mike Skyros. Like, yeah. we didn't even have our first show yet, and people were like, you need to book Mike Skyros. And we were like, all right, come down. Like, we, we don't know. We've never seen his work. Like, it was a second. Um, we had such a huge list of people that we wanted to bring in, and we didn't want to promise. Yeah. One thing we always hated with promotions is when someone, like, tweets at them and is like, you should bring them in. And right. then they'll fake, and they'll say... Yeah, maybe. I never want to do that to someone because yeah. I've been on that side and it hurts when yeah. I don't want to bring you in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so many people wanted us to bring him in. And so when we finally did, like, for some reason, my whole Twitter, like, once I followed him, all Mike Skyros. Every time I go on Twitter, Mike Skyros. <laughs> it's like, and you would pop up the most, like, teasing him. So I was just like, what is happening? I had no idea, like, anything. I just met this person. I don't even think I met him yet. <laughs> but I just followed him. And that was my impersonation. And it was like, okay, he gets good, like, fan interaction. Um, and so your, like, handle always popped up. So that's why I knew you. I was like, oh! <laughs> Mike Skyros, number one fan. <laughs> I love Mike Skyros. I mean, it's just the fun thing to do um and it was funny because he's he's been on the podcast and um and then we had like a twitter war recently a couple maybe like a month or so ago and he's like blaming me and i'm like listen you started all of this with me because i didn't even know who he was and he was tweeting at me because he was wrestling somebody else that i would have back and forth with on twitter um with tj oh, shout oh, out oh. to tj epics uh and he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna hurt uh, your boy tj F so that's how that started and then i came up to wrestle open and then i just started with him i was like so i'm getting blame but you started it and i'm gonna have the last word so <laughs> stole you from tj got it I <laughs> he yeah so, that, so that's how that whole start that whole thing was started but he's still sad so he, hashtag. is the sad boy promotion and he's a part of it yeah. So, so hashtag 
make Mike sad. So, but, so he wanted me to remind you that. So, but anyway, so, all right, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about AEW because I feel like this is always a great conversation to have with guests that have been on AEW and AEW's been like that other platform, you know, for like the entertainment on television that everybody's into. Um, and I, Loved when AEW came out because I was like, oh, this is all like super indies. I was like, this is great. So even during the pandemic, we had, um, you know, a bunch of indie wrestlers coming in. You know, that's how Dark started and uh, everything. So, um, you know, which is a great platform for you guys. So you got to work there. So I love to hear like your experience working for AEW was a little nerve wracking because it's like more fans than what you would see at like a grind show or a wrestle open show. Uh, so actually, maybe people don't know this, but when I wrestled for AEW, we never had the fans. Right. Um, it was always like the closed tapings because of the pandemic. Um, so I never really experienced that adrenaline rush from the fans. Mm -hmm. And I've yet to, I did show up twice during the times where they were opening up the stadiums, right. do those live shows. Um, but I wasn't like picked in for a match. So I didn't get to wrestle in front of the yeah. crowd either. Um, I think what made it worse because I would rather have the adrenaline of the crowd being mm -hmm. there and kind of like zone out mm -hmm. that you're only surrounded by like other wrestlers who are watching you. And it does feel very competitive. Mm -hmm. um, I've done, I had done tapings with Lamillis and beyond wrestling during the pandemic where we did that, where like the uh, wrestlers were the fans and they like cheered on and all that. And that felt a lot more of like a welcoming environment than when I was doing those closed tapings. Right. Because at that point, it's competition. Yeah. You know, everyone's fighting for a spot. Um, personally, I think my least favorite thing from doing TV mm -hmm. with those things is probably like the YouTube comment section. Yeah. Because I, after like we taped, the matches would go on way later. They weren't live streamed. Right. Uh, so watching, and maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I've learned now to not do this. Um, watching it live and like staying along with the comments, I just was in such a funk after that. I put myself in such a bad headspace, like reading all of those because it was so many different opinions and it would go back and forth. It was just like, body positivity but you're awful in the ring or awful body <laughs> negativity like it was never oh, like a positive thing um and i just think i spiraled from that uh, i really like the independent scene because fans are so much more on your side right um a lot of people like to say that like you know wrestling fans are awful and like there can be a lot of them mm -hmm. that do voice their opinions poorly but at least on the independent side, I always feel so happy at independent shows. Yeah. I'm just like, maybe I'm not destined to be on like a bigger screen, at least not yet. And I feel very happy doing what I do right now and having my headspace. <laughs> that is definitely something I learned. Um, a lot of the coaches over there were great to work with. A lot of the agents were like really cool to talk to. And the women's locker room itself was, like, really, like, on your side because they all came from the independents, most of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's also something that was cool to see. Awesome, awesome. 
Well, I mean, like they always say, there's people that, you know, I love the independent scene. My heart is in the independent scene over the mainstream. Yeah. That's just me. Oh, well, I love independence. It's great. It's yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's do April's question. Let me grab it here. Okay. She said, uh, can you ask her how does she operate her OnlyFans since it's mostly promoted for sexual content? What does she post? Okay. So I will start off by saying there is no nudity. Um, I did write that in the bio. Uh, it is pretty funny because even though I wrote that in the bio, before you sub and you send any money to be signed off towards me, people will still sub and I'll get messages mm-hmm. of like, how, expi- how explicit am I allowed to say their messages? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so like, one message I got was, can I see a close-up photo of lips? Oh, God! <laughs> and I already wrote it in the bio. Right. So my response, because I'm so confrontational and so uh, sarcastic at the same time, I just respond all the time with, like, a ridiculous amount. I'm always like, 5,000. <laughs> because I know people won't, won't do it. That. They're just... I don't know. Until you get that one fan that says, okay, then what are you going to (laughs) do? Then I am so sorry to everyone who thought better of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just had Travis on talking about, you know, putting money in a ceramic cup and throwing it at him. And then he said, if it was $5,000, he said they could throw it in the ring. But if it's any less than 5,000, he said that he will, he's like, he'll take the money. He was like, but he goes, we're going to fight out. He's like, he'll find you after. He was like, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, because I think there's a, you know, a lot of people that maybe they want to start an OnlyFans. Like, I know, like, me and April had had that conversation before. Uh, you know, again, like, I know other female wrestlers. Again, no nudity. It's strictly, like, tasteful stuff that gets added on there. But they're, like, wondering yeah. if that's something that, you know, people are going to pay for, I guess, you know, and this is for anybody that wants to start an OnlyFans. That's why we're talking about it. I will say, um, before I jumped onto OnlyFans page, I was on Patreon for two years. Mm -hmm. So exact same level of content. I was posting on a different site, but it never grew. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just Patreon wasn't that popular of a site, or at least once I jumped on, people were already jumping on to the next site that was popular. Mm -hmm. Um, so I literally like, as much effort as I was putting into OnlyFans now, mm-hmm. I was putting into my Patreon, and I just never saw, like, my fan base grow. I think the most I ever had was 25 fans at a time, mm-hmm. whereas now on OF, I am at 89 fans, mm-hmm. and they're constantly interacting more versus, like, Patreon. I felt like I was like, okay, what else can I do like, to make them talk? Like, oh, this poll. Like, I was constantly trying yeah. to have content. And I wasn't having as much fun with it because I wasn't getting a response. So I'm like, okay, they hate that. Okay, they don't like that. Right. Okay, they don't care. Like, um, so if taking photos of yourself is something that you're already comfortable with, then that is totally fine. There are other sites to produce content like OnlyFans without the reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like I was ready to already, like, accept that people were going to think something of me for joining the site. 
but I don't really have a whole lot of people that I care for their opinion if it's going to be negative towards me. Mm -hmm. I have a really small inner circle that's really protective of me mm-hmm. and really backs anything that I want to do and is very supportive. Right. Um, but there are other sites if you don't want to get branded as a OnlyFans girl. Right. You know, Brand Army. Uh, there's so many other ones out there. There's Centerfold. There's other places that you can promote your content like that without feeling so much pressure of, well, now I have to post nude. Uh, you don't have to. You can post what you want to post. And if someone asks something that is outside of your boundaries, just say no. Because that person probably doesn't care enough about you if they don't accept your boundaries. A lot of people who I've said no to have been like, that's totally fine. I respect your decision. And I'm really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just my two cents on that is, you know, you are in charge of your own body and your own content and the quality that you want to put out there. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let me grab this in the chat. Bob's in chat. He goes, this is Rob from Wrestling Open. Do I do a good job talking back to during the match? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you need to do better. <laughs> Damn, she told you up your game, man. So bring it, bring it this week. Uh, <laughs> he also said, what diva in the indies right now that you've worked with? Uh, what do you see who has a big potential on getting big someday or on TV? Um, Becca. That's easy. <laughs> Becca. Love Becca. Uh, puts in a lot of effort, not only in her in-ring work, because that one's a given, but she really works so hard to constantly be producing content. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but on top of Mike Skyros flooding my feed, it's Becca. <laughs> so every day I'm like, oh my gosh, like she's on top of it. And it actually is really inspirational to me. I'm like, in the beginning of the year, I tried really posting every day uh, to the point where I had like a calendar and I would write, okay, today you have to post for grind. Today you have to post for rip. Today you have mm-hmm. to post for tell me. Like, <laughs> I would have it so that I could check it off and like be on top of it. Um, but I don't know how she does it. Like she just is constantly posting something. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. If you guys want to learn more about her, I've had her on the podcast too. So go check out that interview. So, uh, all right, let's do more fan. Cause I got a bunch of fan questions for you. So we have two from John. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about OnlyFans. So his question is, how are you liking OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> I really like, um, I really like the page mm-hmm. for as like much of a quality as it is because it doesn't have its own app. There are some days where it lags a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's really like fixable right away. Right. Uh, my one issue with Patreon was that I couldn't upload videos without it being either a YouTube link yeah. or like a Vimeo. And so like, if I just wanted to post a story, I didn't even have that option. Cause there's sometimes I just want to like say something or like post something that's temporary for people mm-hmm. with Patreon. They didn't have that only fans. You can do that. You can do polls. You can do temporary posts. Um, you can do stories, your message board where people can message you, your DMS is so much more like organized versus Patreon. Like mm-hmm. I would have to go to one message go back into the tab, go back into the messages, go back into <laughs> Like, it's such a easier, user-friendly site. Okay. 
Um, another thing that's pretty cool about OnlyFans is that it just has like the platform. I want to say like hype behind it. Right. So like if someone sees like, oh, you have an OnlyFans, maybe they don't automatically assume that you're doing sexual content, but they know right away that it's your exclusive content site. Right. So they're willing to sign up right away. Versus Patreon, I felt like I was like begging people to post. Like I would about it and I would get like a subscriber Mm -hmm. um, with OnlyFans of like, I'm in my first month of running the site and I'm at 89 fans. I'm in the top 1.7 percentage of content creators, which I, I'm not saying that's like just money value. I'm saying that might be like how much um, interaction you're getting on the site. Mm -hmm. So you can see like a visible difference between the amount of support and recognition people are throwing in on the site right away uh it's like an instant gratification versus like how much effort i put into patreon for two years <laughs> that's awesome though that's really that's awesome it. and that link's in the description below if you want to hit it if you want to subscribe yeah, so. let's go. <laughs> all right so john's second question says current top three wish list stars to book at grind oh uh, we got like three <laughs> messages today to book Minoru Suzuki. Um, oh, I saw the post we even went beyond, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to tell everyone to subscribe to my OnlyFans because then we will book Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I'm honestly saying, like, that's, like, such a huge, huge um, budget. <laughs> yeah. And right now I do want to build the stars that we do have. Uh, we got Anthony Henry in for Travis. That was a dream match for mm-hmm. Travis to have. So genuinely, I think I only want to book people who will elevate our roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jungle Kiona is going to be around for the fall season. And that would be pretty cool to get her in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully her dates don't line up with other promotions that have the bigger budgets dates uh really what the battle is going to be about (laughs) um i can't say because i don't want to promise and not come out okay that's fine (laughs) very respectable i get it i get it i see i see it all the time all right we have a fan question from gary j actually he said this on the podcast last week when he was on so he wanted me to ask you when are you going to grow a pair and face him (laughs) Gary J. I'm never wrestling him. I'm never wrestling Anthony Henry. So sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I will. uh, I will play sick that week. (laughs) I can't go. I'm sick. (laughs) There's some terrifying chops that man has. Oh my god. I will not survive. (laughs) You never know. You never know. He can wrestle Rip. That was funny when he said that. And then we had Travis Huckleby on the podcast, too. He was saying that he hopes you advance because you guys haven't wrestled before. So that he wants to wrestle you very bad. Yes, but we're besties and we make such a cute time. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so sad that the Limitless feed. I gotta did it go up because I need to watch it. Because uh, it, it, it broke the other day. I was so pissed that I was like, damn, I was looking forward to this match with you guys. And like... Uh... 
Yeah, it it broke my spirits, I think, because bringing Travis up, I was just so excited that we were going to be live streaming. I was like, oh my god, like, instant gratification, yeah. like, you get to see your gifts. <laughs> and then when it didn't happen, I felt so guilty. I felt like I let him down. And he Aww. didn't. He was happy with the match, like, yeah. regardless if it aired or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, man, have you ever seen The Princess Diaries? Yes. <laughs> you know, she like, my foot didn't even pop. That was fun. I'm sure trust me that a lot of people like I'm gonna go back I've been busy the last couple of days but I am gonna go back and watch the second half because I wanted to watch it so bad thank god for like Tim he was sharing stuff with me because he was there so He's uh, I guess as soon as um, the show ended like he had come across Travis and Travis was like did you record uh, he named the move yeah. and Tim was like yeah, I got it and then he posted it later on when we were driving home and we were like yeah <laughs> I know that feeling I got wrestlers doing that to me I'll be literally dry in the car driving they're like did you catch this are you gonna post that I'm like bro can I get home like <laughs> let me get home and then and then I'll post stuff don't worry I got you I got you I got you guys so awesome all right let's see what are the fan tweets we got here there's a whole bunch okay fan tweet from KP what is your dream match and who is it with Ooh. My dream match is probably Tony Storm still. Um, me and Ashley were actually supposed to have a tag match against Tony Storm and Ginny the WrestleMania week that got canceled in 2020 because of COVID. And we never made that match back up, which is devastating. Um, I would say Tony Storm definitely up there. Um I would love to wrestle like a number of the Joshi up in Stardom and Marvelous. Uh, I've never wrestled Takumi over at Marvelous. That would be really sick. Uh, right now, knowing that Jungle Fiona is going to be in the States, like that's a huge wish list right now to be able to wrestle. But we're manifesting her. it because you never know. Uh, Very like, big into manifesting. You never know. You never gonna yeah, know what could happen. I, like, I try not to be selfish because I had so many dream matches. Like, I got to wrestle, like, Pride and Powerful. Uh, and so, and, like, oh, like, I can't be selfish. So, <laughs> I try not to think. Uh, but I also know, like, oh, <laughs> it'd be cool to go back to Japan and get some of those matches in. Or it'd be cool, like, when the Joshi do wrestle in the States to get those matches. Yeah, they're... They're great. They're so good. They're on a whole other level over there. Such great stuff. Um, all right. We got a bunch. Oh, actually, let's do this one first before we go into Dom's. So shout out to Good Cop, Bad Cop. Much love to you. He goes, I couldn't think of an anagram question for Delmi. Let me do one with C-Stars. So he said, with C-Stars being an anagram of Taser Ass, which wrestler is so annoying? Taser Ass? Listen, you just have to go with it. He comes up with these questions for everybody on this podcast. <laughs> so, but that was when he goes, which wrestler is so annoying you would like to taser their ass? Perry Von Vicious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you have it. So, it's very funny. Um, Perry Von Vicious is my coach. He's my wrestling coach. He wasn't my original trainer. But when he moved back from California here, he 
very much quickly took me under his wing. Mm -hmm. And so I have to credit the way I wrestle now as his influence, because if not, I think I honestly would have quit the business if it wasn't for him and Rip keeping me in it. Um, But the funny thing is, when I went to train over in Japan, I saw the way that everyone treated their trainer so like respectfully and whatnot. And I remember thinking like, Oh, I should I should probably be nice to Perry. Like I should probably try. But I just can't. I can't fake it. Because all I remember is this guy like picking me up for like gory bombs and gut wrench power bombs and throwing me in the ring all the time or whipping me off and giving me a big boot so I wouldn't like flinch as much. Yeah. So, in a way like yes, it made me better, but there's some anger and resentment there. Or making me bump and hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get to L. Uh, I'm like his kid sister. And he, can't, and he wants to retire at like 40, but he's actually going to wrestle until he's 60. He's going to be a uh, giant baba. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Much love to him. I'll, eventually we'll have him on the podcast too. So many people, there's not enough time. I say it all the time. Like I have a long running list and people always tell me to bring people. I, I will, like it will, it will happen. Just give me time. Give me time. So, all right, let's, let's do these fan questions from Dom because he sent me a lot. So I love you, Dom. Uh, he was sad because I know that he saw you at Limitless, so he gave me a bunch of questions for you. Okay, so he started off with, how did you get the nickname God Queen? Ah, oh, this one's easy. So, <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to enter my villain arc this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I just, like, hit a wall where I had, like, my mental breakdown. <laughs> I was just, it's fine, everyone has one. Um, <laughs> we do I do something different because mm-hmm. what I'm doing now has reached its point I was doing one of the boys and it wasn't really a gimmick it was literally just a moniker that I had and it was cute and it was fun and it was literally who I was because I'm a tomboy at heart um, and I just hit a wall with it and it wasn't getting me anywhere it wasn't getting attention you know everyone just kind of recognized that as the sea star you know right so i came up with god queen because i wanted something that was very pretentious i wanted something that would rub people the wrong way i wanted something that would if people heard it they would be angry and be like that's that's not true that's not you like you didn't earn that and the reason is because if you do something that gets people attention even if it's negative or positive, it will be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, thus, I entered my villain era. <laughs> and the way I came up with God Queen is a lot of people call the bigger names in the industry God King. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call Minoru Suzuki God King. They call Bruiser Brody God King. And I really like that moniker. But I'm a girl. Yeah. And come out and say, oh, I'm the God King. Yeah. Because it would be a direct steal. And in a way, I really have not earned the Bruiser Brody <laughs> level of respect. Right. But if I call myself the God Queen, mm-hmm. and I, in my head, portray that I have earned this level of respect, it would get attention. And it just, it became easier to say for people. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, people were very like, what is it? God Queen? 
like just easy people like ring announcers or commentators would be like what is it and now it's just like god queen get it <laughs> yeah i like that i like that it's entertaining all right let's see uh his next question goes what was the hardest obstacle in your first year as training as someone who's experiencing their first year right now um could be a lot of things um the athleticism part came very slow to me i wasn't an athletic kid i was actually the sick kid in gym class all the time and then i decided to get into wrestling <laughs> um so i would say like up and overs were hard snapping my bumps were hard um picking people up like basing was very difficult for me and something that i found to get past that was one training do like bodybuilding and like putting on mass muscle mass but three i would literally listen to mulan's make a man out of you on repeat and like meditate the movement like i would repeat the movements like if it was a suplex i would think one two three four five six <laughs> like i would count it as if it was a dance um up and overs i was like okay chest triceps push chest triceps push chest, like just meditating the movement and visualizing myself doing it uh -huh. almost i would be able to do it uh literally that's what i did okay. <laughs> that was all um, <laughs> so just work on it yeah uh next question was what's the worst bump you ever taken uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> there's so many <laughs> um i want to say this year probably the worst bump i ever took was ag did a crossbody to me and apparently this is like an insider thing Apparently, if you're smaller, you don't want to jump up to catch a crossbody. You want to just go down at the same time. And I have this weird perception of myself that I am as big as Rip Bison and Perry Von Vicious. So I did the regular catch to go down with him at the same time. And I was sandwiched Ooh. between the ring. <laughs> out of me. It was so painful. Oh. <laughs> but, oh my. Um, that was this year. And then other times, I want to say, it was just maybe my first floor bump. Like that. Yeah. Something like that. But that was probably the worst thing I ever did, was thinking I was as big as... <laughs> oh, <Green. bad>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so his next question is, do you like to read? And if so, what's your favorite book? That's a good one. I used to love to read. And right now, I'm trying to actually get back into reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I really just don't have enough time and slowly I'm doing things to like better my mindset and my health this year has really been a huge focus of mine is like doing things that calm me down. Mm -hmm. um, one of the books that I'll probably start reading is Stephen King's It because mm -hmm. it is spooky season yeah. and <laughs> uh, I do have that book. I do own it. I just have to read it behind Rip's back because he doesn't like when I watch scary stuff or if I read scary stuff because then I get nightmares and then I wake up screaming. You gotta stuff. change the cover. You gotta like get the, you know, remember like in, in school yeah. when you had to like paper back the books or whatever to protect it with the, um, you know, the brown paper bags? 
doodle. <laughs> but not, not like you can put like you know someone's like documentary. You can write it on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess the latest book that I read before that was actually Mick Foley's "Have a Nice Day," mm-hmm. which Rip had two copies when we moved in together, and we gave one to B when he stayed over with us because mm-hmm. we were all telling stories about it. And he had questions. We were like, you have to take this and read it. <laughs> Your homework. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Did I get all his questions? Oh, what's your favorite anime? Interesting. My favorite anime is Naruto. Um, actually, I have the headband right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Naruto was literally like, I started it in middle school. Mm-hmm. And it didn't finish, like, the manga did not finish getting written out until college. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, like, I went through so much. Obviously, everyone goes through so much in their adolescence that, like, when I finished it in college, I just started bawling because it got me from such, like, the darkest place that I thought I was in. And, like, I thought, like, this is it. There's never going to be anything better than this. And it followed me all the way through and got me out of there. And when I, like, looked up from my phone and, like, saw that I was in college, I was just like, wow, like, you did it. You, like, got out of there. Like, it just felt like a cloud came off of me. Uh, I'm actually re-watching it because I never finished watching it out uh, from the anime when it got released. And it's just so, like, motivational to continue with my, like, training because they train so hard in Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like my mindset uh, and just like things that you know might keep you down mm-hmm. and you just like keep moving forward because it's such a positive and uplifting anime I know Rip's probably gonna say like it's not because every time he comes home and I'm watching it I'm bawling my eyes out and he's like okay you probably should not be watching this <laughs> but it's just because it's an outlet for my emotions and I need that <laughs> Awesome. All right. So Dom's last question. He had so he was I was like, Jesus, Dom, but much love to you. He goes, okay. So he wants to ask you, which would you rather wear as ring gear, polka dots or stripes? He goes, then add how I felt really bad that I didn't get a chance to show her my ring gear after the limitless event. <laughs> oh my God. That's because I was like, I was second to last. And I remember he came in and he was like, I have to show you my ring gear. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That's cool. And then I wrestled, and then we were downstairs, and we were just, like, all checking on each other like we do after our matches. Yeah. And then the last match finished. Yeah. And then, oh, I got to get out of gear. Yeah. I got to do, like, <laughs> do my promo. Thing. Yeah. I got to do. <laughs> Aw. There was a delay in the promos at the end because we were second to last. So, like, the camera people are, like, divided at the end of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completely forgot about that. I'm so sorry, Dom. Um, what was the question? Oh, he wants to know if, if it's polka dots or stripes for ring gear, because I know he's been working on ring gear for himself. For me, personally, I would say stripes because I'm an emo kid at heart. Uh, and I always had that as, like, my background back in the day when you mm-hmm. could, like, pop yourself out on Photoshop. You would put, like, the stripey background and then add some stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for anyone else, I would say, like, whatever fits you the most i know like some people do stripe like uh, i mean polka dots if they're like a pinstripe gimmick Mm -hmm. 
kind of cute and sexy. Some people do polka dots to like shout out Dusty Roads, you know, yeah. like whatever you feel like picks you most. Yeah. And then and then and then he'll have Brad Cashew work on it. So much love to Brad Cashew who does uh, the gear now, which is so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Got to give got to give Brad some love over there too. Uh, well, you gave me an NGI question, so we did the God Queen one. Uh, so the next question was dogs or cats? Dogs or cats? <laughs> yeah, uh, the big New York accent came out. <laughs> Dog. It's like it's like D A W G. It's not D O G. It's D A W G. You know, <laughs> the accent galore. <laughs> I used to be a dog person just because that's always what I grew up with. I mm -hmm. always had a dog of some sort. Um, but I actually genuinely am a cat person. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know I was a cat person until I caught my first stray. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a storm and he had hidden under one of our cars. So we brought him in and I just fell in love with it because it was just the ears. <laughs> Well, I know April's going to love you. She just checked into the chat now. So I know she's going to love you because she's a cat person. I'm a dog person. So. Also, just they normally stay so little and you can just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have some news. <laughs> Me and Rip are expecting. Um, we're going to be getting a cat for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> yay. Did you pick out names, everything too, or not? You're gonna wait till you meet the cat. I feel like he's waiting till he meets the cat. Mm -hmm. um, we're gonna be like grabbing from like one of these shelters that normally hosts man coons. Yeah. Um, but I told him he can name it because I'm honestly just gonna call it Kitty. Like that's <laughs> Kitty Kitty. Like, I'm gonna whatever he names it. I'm gonna make a nickname. So it doesn't matter. It's like same thing with McDuff. Like I don't ever call him really like McDuff. Like he's got a million different nicknames. Like it's like poopy, schnauzy, you know, Duffy. Like I never call him like McDuff. It's like a million nicknames for him. Oh, I was like, you can name it. That's fine. I'm gonna <laughs> ten different things. <laughs> Oh, let me give love in this chat. I see all you guys in here. Good cop, bad cops in here. He came in a little late, so he's going back to the start. How are you? Uh, Justin from Nerds of Wrestling is here. Much love to you. Great supporter in the indies. Much love. Uh, what else? <laughs> There's like so many chats here. Okay, Bob says, do you ever see Perry Van Vacious pulling up to a wrestling show in a monster truck someday in the future? <laughs> um, We actually... That is one of like the big goals to be able to do uh, when he retires at 50 years old. You know, you'll <laughs> <laughs> probably get like a monster truck send off. Or if anything, like maybe like temporarily you get like one of those little ones that, you know, the kids go in those little drivable like Barbie yeah. ones, but you make like a monster truck one for him. <laughs> like he'll come out at grind. He keeps teasing that. And we're just like, yeah, if you buy it, we'll let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> You need to make this happen. Perry, make make a, an OnlyFans and then you can buy one. <laughs> you just probably just have to raise like, what, $200, $300 for those things? Like, it was actually pretty expensive. Uh, I'll have to double check. I want to say it's like out a thousand. It was enough for we weren't going to pitch in money. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you buy that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I said. Start. He's can start his OnlyFans. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I 
I love it. I love it. Or maybe maybe he will be like Travis and you can chuck cups of money into the ring and, you know. <laughs> that was a hot mess. Go buy on Vicious Murder and tell him you want him to come out in a monster. Yes. Tweet at him. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. Uh, April said she never calls her cat by her name. She goes, I just call her Sleepy Kitty or Shithead, which I've, I've witnessed. <laughs> um, Bob's other question is, if wrestling was a piece of food, what would it be <laughs> in mind? Okay. What would it be if it was a piece of food? <laughs> um, It would be ice cream because everyone says that there's different flavors of ice cream in wrestling. And not everyone's going to like every flavor. So you just have to go find the flavor that you like and shut up about the flavor that you don't like. <laughs> that's funny. She's right, though. Like Baskin Robbins, 32 flavors, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. All right, let's do a question that's very important to me on this podcast. Wrestling with positivity. We're, there's so much negative, as they always say it. Uh, I'm very fortunate enough to podcast and get backstage at places and witness what I do witness with you guys. Like, there's so many moments in wrestling. So, is there anything that comes to mind, whether it's something maybe you've done for a wrestler, maybe you've done for a fan, maybe a fan's done for you, maybe something a wrestler's done for you, anything that's like stuck out? Uh, in your mind that you know we wouldn't normally see unless you share the story with us um I guess I will say like in the beginning of the pandemic when I came back from Japan I am very thankful for the fans who did buy merch during that time I wasn't someone who had gotten like let go from work and able to collect unemployment right away I had been touring in Japan and I had already quit my shoot job before that. So when I came back, I think it was like a month and a half before I was actually able to collect unemployment. And on the same end, Ashley wasn't able to collect. There was some issue going on with hers. Um, my father had just passed away like a week from me returning to Japan. And so there was no income coming into our household. And one thing I do remember is like literally shooting my shot like trying to sell merch during this air this like time period where everyone else is struggling and the few fans who did like buy t-shirts eight by tens stuff like that like that literally kept food on our table and i'll never like forget that i'll never like i'm never someone who's like gonna jump on to the bandwagon of like yeah like f wrestling fans they're the worst or like stuff like that because I, sh I was literally, like, at the bottom of the barrel during that time period. And if it wasn't for wrestling fans, like, believing in C-Stars, believing in the Ashley, we wouldn't, I don't know what we would have done because there wasn't that many options. Like, there wasn't, like, food kitchens open during this time. Like, right. there was a whole pandemic happening, and we were able to be able to, like, buy groceries for, like, a month and a half because of the fact that, like, fans bought merchandise um that's something that's really positive in the community uh you do see it a lot whenever like a wrestler gets into a car accident and they're just out of luck yeah. you know insurance companies only do so much mm -hmm. um unless you're like a gold status member for an insurance company like they really don't help you a whole lot right. so whenever fans do pitch in for that um 
we see with like stuff like that whenever someone gets in a car accident whenever someone has like a medical bill fans really do step up and they go out of their way to help wrestlers and it's a really selfless community we're all constantly like trying to uplift each other um if my wrestling helps you know distract fans from whatever it is that they're going through for just like that small like six to eight minutes in the ring i'm so thankful that i'm able to do that for you because i know you have been able to be behind me for so long um it's it's great it's a great small community like i said i love the independence (laughs) yeah no it's great it's it's great. That's why that's why I do these podcasts because I love to talk to you guys and to get it out there more for people to get on board, uh, you know, with you guys, which is which is so great. All right, let's do a funny question. I have two questions left. If anybody's got any questions, drop it into the chat. Uh, I haven't done this one in a little bit. What's the craziest thing a fan's done to get your attention? <laughs> We've had some good stories oh on here. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a good one. The craziest thing a fan's done to get my attention. Um, I will say that like one fan did DM me, and they wanted. They wanted literally like so much for like a Skype video. And I just thought it was spam. So I was just like, you're lying and wasting my time. <laughs> Have a good day. And raising the price, I was like, you're a fake account. <laughs> I had to like, tell them, like, you're a fake account. Um, something funnier that just happened, actually, was I wrote, like, a little message on one of my exclusive sites. Not Patreon or yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah. Say which one. I wrote a little message about a match and they were like, I watched it on IWTV. It was so good. But the match didn't stream on IWTV because it got cut halfway through the stream. So I know they didn't watch it and they lied to me. Oh, damn. That one actually broke my heart. Um, Oh, no. Because they were gaslighting me. Oh, my God. They're not really that funny. They're really just sad. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we've we've heard some funny stories on here. Um, yeah. So, oh man. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I like to uh, again, if anybody has any questions, drop it in the chat. So I like to end on a good note um, because there's a there's a lot of fans that listen to this podcast, uh, whether that they want to get into wrestling or they are wrestling and you know training. There's a bunch. Uh, shout out to um, uh, I, I'm gonna say Sky. I know you changed your name. I'm sorry. Apologies. I think it's Alexis now. I'm sorry. I always go back to Sky um, in UK and and she started training. She's 18. Uh, so she loves this question for you guys. So you know, what's a piece of advice that you can give to like amateur or inspired wrestlers out there? Um, stay humble and stay hungry. So never think that you know everything. You know, you might hit a point where you're like, oh, I learned how to do this move. I'm done listening to anyone else like with advice. Or you learn like one like dip or sequence or transition. Right. You're like, 
I'm a professional now. <laughs> Never think that way. Like there is always so much to learn. There's always something else you could learn, someone else you can learn from, something else you could practice, something else. Like if it's not in the ring, it's like the business part. If it's not the business part, it's like the mentality. Like there's so many different levels to this. Um, you know, just stay humble and always be like willing to learn from someone or like listen to what someone has to hear. Uh, take criticism really well. You never want to, while someone's giving you critique, you know, be like, yeah, I already know. Or just be like, yeah, but, you know, just listen. Um, they probably have something to say. They probably mean well. Most of the time, people mean well. Um, and stay hungry. Like, just because you reach a certain level, don't pigeonhole yourself and think like, cool, like, I, I like the level of wrestling that I'm at. You know, I don't need to get any better, like, I'll be able to last long with this level because five years are going to go by and you're going to regret not learning something that you could have learned when you were, you know, younger or more athletic or something. You're going to feel like, Oh man, I wasted that time. Yeah. So that's my advice for everyone um, at any point in their career. I, I think that's great advice. I mean, like, I obviously I follow a lot of people and, you know, sometimes I like, stick with one person and I follow them and I watch my other promotions and sometimes, like, I know the moveset to heart. Uh, yeah. And I've had wrestlers come on here and um, I mean, I was going to say Anthony Gangone because he's always important to me when it comes to this podcast. And I was going to a lot of promotions to watch him, like, weekly and he changed it up every week that you know he said it he said it on the podcast he was like i have fans that come to see me you know weekly and support me at other promotions he was like so i don't want it to be stale you know so i think that's also like a pretty important thing also i had somebody say that to me recently i'm like oh i know your moveset they're like oh shit i gotta change it now <laughs> i was like i'm sorry i was like i, I love the moveset i'm not saying anything bad i'm just saying they're like i know your moveset <laughs> you can have a moveset yeah but I mean, just because you watch one John Cena match doesn't mean you watch all of John Cena exactly. matches. Exactly. I will say he's pretty good at that. Like, if you see him wrestle Rusev, well, you haven't seen him wrestle Triple H. It's going to yeah. be different just because yeah. of the same. Yeah. Like, that is one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just pretty funny. Uh, everything pro wrestling in the chat. What's going on? How are you? Much love. Go check out his podcast as well. A big fan, big friend of our podcast. Uh, so I know he'll be streaming. You're doing your predictions now, your AEW predictions. Go follow him for All Out Predictions as well. So very, very fun. All right. So let's talk. Okay. What's about what's coming up? I have I have Wrestle Open right here. I'm flashing it on the screen for you guys. So again, we love Wrestling Open. I'm going to try to come up this week. Just so you know, I'm going to try to come up. I'm going to see if I can make it happen <laughs> so but yeah so wrestle open this thursday go go bother her go buy her merch go sub to her only fans <laughs> i'll have new pins hi <laughs> pins stickers all that. i want one of the new stickers that you made okay they're, they're cute they're so cute so uh and then we have sunday grind so i'm not sure yet if i'm coming up i'm waiting on uh family right now to find out if i'm gonna see them or not so but if i don't come up i am definitely watching this uh so i know i'm sure you got you saw my tweet the other day i went to my friend's house i'm like let's yeah. watch grind i was like 
<laughs> I was like, you didn't watch it yet. They're like, no. I was like, okay, we're going to watch Grind. I was like, so, there was no wrestling on the other day. And I was like, we're watching Grind. I was like, you need to you need to watch this. So I was like, so if you guys are not on the Grind train, get on the Grind train, please. So, But here, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have all the matches here. I mean, you and Davey uh, are getting in the ring uh, this Sunday. As well, I have it pulled up here as well. So, but this card uh, is stacked. I mean, you guys have a great card. I love the feeling of grind. Me and uh, Ethan Scott were talking about um, the fans are great. You know, it just feels so loud. I hate going to promotions and it's dead. It drives yeah. me crazy. Get loud, get rowdy. A lot of times people hear me at shows. Uh, I like to aggravate people. I like to aggravate the heels, obviously. I threw streamers at Victor Chase, the last grind show. <laughs> so I got 100 points because I hit him. Um, <laughs> that was fun. You can see that actually on the last video. So if you didn't watch it, definitely go check it out. Um, but yeah, no, this card is stacked. I mean, is there anything like you want to add, um, you know, with the tournament, with the matches? Like I'm flashing them on the screen so everybody can see it. Um, so if anyone's not aware, we did have this tournament get, like, mathed out. I don't know if that's a oh, way to say that. Calculated by Johnny Torres. He is a tournament whiz. Um, he's followed so many different tournaments that have popped up through New Japan, NOAA, all the likes. Um, and tournaments are something that are very special. And they're starting to make their way back onto the indies. Uh, it's really cool to see that a lot more promotions are starting to have like core rosters that they will be able to do this kind of setup with for ours specifically what we decided was we would have the four top teams have four top teams the four top wrestlers have a bye week mm -hmm. so similar to in football where you do certain things like that um and so the remaining eight people who are in the lower stats get matched up together based on their own stats and they have to face it off to get into the quarterfinals. Um, myself included, I have to earn my way into the quarterfinals. And so I think it is pretty cool that we were able to bring in so many of the people who maybe were in the beginning of grind and we weren't able to bring them back in right away, but still have them be a part of the tournament. It feels like, an actual continuing saga versus sometimes people just kind of throw in people into a tournament and are like, all right, let's see who wins. This kind of feels a little more like, okay, well, this person has had this many wins and this person has had this many losses. And so it kind of feels a little more like the shooting exams in Naruto, or if you're more familiar with DBZ, whenever they did the karate tournament, it right. feels like that where you're like, trying to see who could take out the other person and who's going to make it to the finals feels a lot more high in stakes and it is for the grandest of prizes the grind grand champion which will be the first champion crowned at grind um again that is our baby that title um it just kind of sits on our kitchen table wrapped up <laughs> right now and it's a little like uh belt bag <laughs> and Aww. so like it's it's nerve-wracking it's just i hope people are excited to see who gets crowned i hope people are excited to follow the journey and root for their favorites um 
We also have some other like featured matches that are going to be interesting to see. We have your boy Mike Skyros <laughs> playing Logan Black. That's going to be fun. Did um, you see the back and forth with me and Logan <laughs> on Twitter? Are you mad at him? No, 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 no. no. I told him to beat Skyros. Mike Skyros. <laughs> he said he's going to kick his ass. This is funny. <laughs> I love Logan. Logan's been on this podcast. He's great. He's so great. I love Logan. He's a riot. Um, we have Andy Brown coming in to debut. He's going to be facing Jay Freddy. We have the in-ring debut for Top Shelf Troy Nelson. He's going to be facing Angelo, um, the money dragon, the moment. And that's really cool to have him come in. Uh, the moment someone who's like earned their spot at Grind. They've shown up to help out in any way they can. They've been very vocal in their support for Grind. They're constantly, like, reaching out to us, sending us matches of each time they've, like, improved. And so this will be, like, a really cool opportunity to see them finally, like, get, no pun intended, but, like, their moment at Grind. Right. And see what they can do and really, like, introduce them into the crowd. And then we just have, like, a fun, super fun tag team match. With Rip Ice and yes. Warhorse against Shit Crew, it's which is one of my favorite tag teams. Aw, <laughs> they're so great. So, so great. Tyler's in the chat. He goes, Grind is going to be awesome Sunday. So. Oh, hi, Tyler. <laughs> I love all you guys. You guys are great. Now, this is fun. I had so much fun the last show, uh, you know, and I love the town. Like, it's just so quaint. I was like, ooh, I don't know where I was, but I had the best Chinese food, like, not too far from the place. Like, uh, Hampton is so adorable. It's just my ideal home. Like, yeah. I just love it here. I love Western. Yeah, Matt. it's so it's so cute. I was like, damn. I was like, I had the best dumplings up here. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I just like looked up food and I found like I was like, oh, okay, I'll have some Chinese before. And I was like, oh man, these are the best dumplings I ever freaking had. So really uh, it was it was really good. So, but yeah, definitely if you guys can go out and support, please do this Sunday. If not, it will be on IWTV. I know it's taped and edited and then put back up, correct? Yes. Um, actually, not a lot of promotions do record their fair show matches mm-hmm. or full show matches. Um, but we ourselves are actually going to be taking advantage of it of the opportunity because it is such a cool deal to be paired up with a metal festival when we are the heavy metal pro wrestling show. Um, So we're going to be recording it. It's going to be posted up onto IWTV later on for people to be able to watch because it is the Emerald 12. Um, So we want to make sure people watch that and understand like what happens with matches and results. Yes. Yeah, so definitely give Grind a follow. All that is in the description below. But tell everybody where they can follow you, support you, all that fun stuff. I'm very easily, thankfully, because I'm the one and only Delmi XO. <laughs> That's D-E-L-M-I-E-X-O. And you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram with those handles. You can also subscribe to my OnlyFans <laughs> where I post all my pretty photos. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Again, all those links, they're in the description for your click easy savage over there. And then make sure that you have followed Grind everywhere. Support them. So was there anything else? I mean, the Limitless is you're going to be at the next. I know it's not probably announced there, right? Like the Limitless, but you're at Limitless also. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> I will be at Limitless the next time. <laughs> so, <laughs> go see. <laughs> go, go support uh buy some streamers i love that i love that I, and i did that in the last video when i came up i was like i love that you guys sell streamers because i'm very big on streamers and making a mess and getting yelled at by people but um it's so worthy of it uh, a fan brought me a bag of streamers at h2o the other day i was like oh like a big bag big bag and i was like oh i was like oh my god <laughs> so but i love that oh. about grind too it's it's cute definitely definitely cute so but uh, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us, talking to us about grind, learning a little bit more about you. I'm sure you'll come back another time that we can sit and chat. Who knows? Maybe she'll be also at Indie Talks episodes that I do on the channel as well. So make sure you're subscribed uh, to the Indie Wrestling Corner. So, but yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down there, down there. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy the OnlyFans, all that fun stuff. So she, they, they gotta get a monster truck for Perry. <laughs> Yeah, you have to monster truck fairies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, guys, tomorrow I'm here with the Haven. Tomorrow, seven o'clock. So come, go, give them some love. Make sure you come in. If you guys got questions, you know you can still add it on the Indie Wrestling Corner. So, but for now, guys, stay safe. Support independent wrestling. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>